Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We have a lot of real good football talk coming your way this hour. We go inside NFL training camp a couple of times. We go to Tennessee. We go to Jacksonville, catch up with the AFC South. A little more about Helmet Gate. Yes, it continues today. We'll hear from John Gruden. He claps back at Antonio Brown a little bit, maybe even as general manager a little bit. But first, we're bringing on in Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on WLAE and CST. He's on Twitter, at DScottAlexander. My friend, how you doing? Seth Dunlap, it's been far too long. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I, I'm good. How is this the summer trickling away in the Alexander household? Um, it's trickling away, that's for sure. I mean, it is here. I got two kids at LSU, moved up one of them in last week, and, um, you know, we got the rugby thing rolling. I'm getting ready for some college football, doing a little bit with Tim Brando. And, uh, of course, we had a preseason game. With uh, none other than your, yours truly, Zach Streif and uh, and and Deuce McAllister, so it's just about to get real busy. Yeah, it Plus is a TV show too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just throw the just sprinkle the TV show on the top of that, which is one of the most yeah. time-consuming things you could probably do. Uh, you mentioned LSU there. You got a couple of kids at LSU. Former LSU Tiger yourself. Um, yep. I I, I want to ask you about the the rankings of this football team. Everybody has them. Anywhere between six and eight, depending on the publication. The AP poll six, the coaches poll six. In the last 10 years, the champion has come from the preseason top seven in that AP poll. Scott, are you buying the hype here? Is this a national championship caliber team? It could be. It could be. I mean, I, don't, I think they have to prove a few things, starting with this Texas game on the seventh. But the things shape up a little bit differently than last year because yet last year – you know, they had to come from way back at 25. They got all the way up into the top five, and they weren't expected to do anything. They had that schedule that was so rough, but then they beat Miami. They beat Georgia. They were taking out some opponents that, you know, quite frankly, not many people thought they could take out before the season. And this one, there's no Georgia on the schedule. Yep, you have Texas in place in Miami, but um, it lightens up a little bit. And, you know, we know the SEC West is hard to navigate, but, there's some opportunity there. And, um, you know, I, I, until you beat Bama, you have to show me you can beat Bama. So that's that's a big what if. I mean, it's kind of tough being in the same conference, not not even just the same conference, same division as the best team in, in literally all of football for the last 10 years overall. I know Clemson's come on strong. But that said, I mean, if you're going to do it, and I've heard this other people say it, but it's true. I mean, you might have a shot this year. Bama's got a lot of new people rolling in. They do have a great, and I mean great, quarterback and great receivers, and they have a great running back too. But their defense put in a lot. But as far as buying in, they have a shot. So that's, that's what I can tell you. They have a shot, and it's legitimate. Um, can they live up to the hype, though? That's a big thing. Once you're the the hunter, it's a little easier to, to get through and kind of surprise people. But now, you know, you're proving yourself, and you're a little more hunted. Joe Burrow's getting some national pub finally. And this team is being looked at a whole lot differently than looked at the year before going into the season. Can they live up to this hype? Yeah, what a difference a year makes. As we were talking about, well, they're going to win six, seven games this time last year. I know you were never on board with that, Scott. Yeah, what a difference a year makes, huh? Yeah, I know. But the perception of everybody else is amazing. That's why, I mean, it's funny. I think I told you this a month ago. That's why I'm tempering it a little bit because I do know how hard that SEC schedules navigate. And it is a – let's just say Texas beats – 
beat you at home. And that's a possibility. Texas has got a really sure. good team, particularly on offense. they got good skill position players, and certainly the quarterback, if they win this LSU game, could become a Heisman Trophy candidate. But if you lose that that one there, I mean, you're playing on the road, so it's not impossible by any means. Texas is a good team. Then they could, you could see a snowball effect. And, you know, those games that every time they seem to have a mediocre year, they lose to Mississippi State or something like that. You know what I'm saying? When they play well and they beat State for so many straight years, but that that that's one game that you can't kind of lose. You know, you always know that Florida, Auburn, Alabama are going to be really wars, and you can't lose those those other games. You know, the, the A&M, they lost this past year. A&M is obviously going to be vastly improved from what they were when, when the LSU beat up on them for years. But, you know, but the fact is, those are games you got to win just to get to those big, important ones. So, you know, if, if you don't stub your toe, you really have a good shot to keep this thing moving. That early schedule, once you get past Texas, for the first time in years, really lines up for you up until you get to those really big, big games in late October and uh, early November. Well, you mentioned Tim Brando. You've been partners with him for a long time on the national broadcast he'd done. He works for Fox Sports now. Going to be part of that broadcast crew. Tim will again uh, Saturdays. This fall actually starts uh, next week, I believe. And Tim's brought up something that I think, and I'm surprised not a lot of other people involved with the sport have brought up, and that is the dwindling enthusiasm. Really, once you get outside of the SEC bubble, for college football ratings are taking a hit shows national shows aren't covering it this time of year brando's been very passionate about this uh, scott and uh, you've, you've traveled a lot kind of like tim is it true once you get outside of this bubble that maybe college football the lack of parity at the top is hurting the sport like tim thinks it does well tim's very passionate you know this is my 27th year being involved with tim brando so i mean i can tell you uh, and he's passionate not just on the national forum. He's passionate when we're having beers after uh, games. You know, I mean, he's, he loves this sport. I mean, he truly loves college football. I mean, he loves college basketball. You know, he likes the NFL, but he loves, I mean, loves college football. So he, it bothers him that there's not more chances. He really wants that 18 playoff. I mean, I, that's been a big thing. Let me tell you this. I, I don't, I can't speak for the ratings because that's a whole different thing. And those obviously, speak volumes, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of things going into that rating thing. But for me, I, I don't really see it because we always seem to have one of the big games of the week, right? And we always get a big, like, you know, we get, you know, for instance, start the season, you got Penn state, Michigan state, Michigan for us. I mean, you know, those are big venues and they, they're always going to be sold out. There's always a lot of excitement around the stadium. So yeah, if you ask me if I see it, cause I've now have gone, like I've been to Europe, place at alma mater washington state and that saw one of the most raucous atmospheres i've ever seen in that oregon game last year the week before that we had iowa state when they rushed the field and you know they beat number six west virginia even the week after you watched the state game had a field rush with cal berkeley of all <laughs> teams right. Washington. so it's like I, i've seen some excitement man and i've never i don't know if i ever was live for a a field rush in my life, and I saw three in three weeks. It was the craziest thing. So I see, I see excitement around college football. But you know what? Tim speaks from a basis. You know, if he if he's looking at the ratings and saying it, and that's a fact. I mean, I can't say anything about it. But yeah, I think Clemson, Alabama, uh, and and really not many other contenders, like whether it be Oklahoma, Ohio State. They seem to be the same group going every year. And you know, football in the NFL is the opposite of that. You know, so many new teams come in the playoffs, and I think that really is healthy for a league. And in this sense, in this uh, area, college football, it really it would be helpful if you did have 
more names to the top that says the same old thing. Do you think that the eight-team playoff is inevitable eventually? Maybe not in the next couple of years. I think the, the playoff has a contract that runs through, I want to say, 2024, but maybe after that? I think it is, and I think that's where it'll stop. But I think that's a good, good place because – you know, you look at college basketball. I mean, listen, we we all love the regular season, but the regular season still matters to get you into this. And I think I think you know you have the you have quarterfinals, you have four games, and then you have the two games to lead into the final. And I, I think I think the entire country wants it. I think that we know the other side of it. We go, hey, is it too many games? We'll we'll take one game off your schedule if you think you're playing too many. Go with 11 then, if that's the case, if that's what your reasoning is. Um, I think it just adds to the excitement and adds more teams that have a chance at the end of the year. Because you know once you get into the dance, particularly in an eight-team dance as opposed to a 68-team dance in basketball, all those teams will have a chance. They really will. And I think when you have eight teams get in, that means there's like 16 or 18 that have a chance to get into that final eight in the last, say, week or two. I mean, realistically, everybody's fighting for that, that last two, three spots, just like they're doing now in the four. And that, the more excitement you have, the more teams that have a chance to get in later in the year, I think that can only add to the excitement of college football. Yeah, I'm with you. We're chatting with Scott Alexander, host of Primetime Sports on WLAE and CST. The Saints talk has been dominated the last couple of days by this Teddy Bridgewater versus Taysom Hill debate. Scott, you been caught up in this? Uh, I'm not caught up in it because I realize what it is. It's one game. It's like last week I thought Teddy Bridgewater way outplayed Taysom Hill. But Taysom Hill showed us one thing on Sunday. He showed us that, man, this guy can lead a team. I mean, he was a leader. Uh, I mean, he listened. The one pass that, that was impressive, obviously, was the touchdown to Austin Carr. But let's be honest. There, obviously, there was a mix-up on defense. Austin was wide open. But I'm not taking away from what he did in that play. He, he threw a bullet. And even with some coverage, it might have even gotten there. But the way he uh, runs is just something we've never seen over here, except maybe Bobby Douglas one year, I think, maybe was running, or Archie Manning was running around. We haven't seen any quarterback like this. I mean, I, I heard on the broadcast that, you know, Peyton says he's the second fastest quarterback in NFL history. I think Randall Cunningham might have something to say about that and <laughs> a few others. But, but the fact is, is the guy can run, and he has pocket awareness. I mean, I was impressed. I rewound a couple of those times he got out of the pocket at least three times I rewound them just to say, wow, okay, he's, he, he feels the pressure. He dances out of it really well. And like I said, this is one game. He played very, very well in this one game. We know when it gets to regular season, you're playing against first teams. You can't run like that. You're going like that, that one time he didn't go out of bounds. Yet I love that he goes for the extra yard. But that's how you get killed in this game. I mean, you're going to get killed doing that if you become a regular quarterback. But there's nothing I can say negative about Taysom Hill for what he brings to a football team. I, I just love everything about it. Now, is he a pure NFL quarterback? No, not by a long shot. But, man, I'm going to tell you what, he took that team and led them. And they were behind. And I said, man, this guy is showing some leadership skills that I didn't know he had. I knew he was a leader, but – I didn't see him leading an offense down the field as often as he did in that game, and it was impressive. Well, Scott, I would, I could not do a segment with you without talking a little bit of Pelicans. It would just be course, silly. Maybe we got to do that. <laughs> so yesterday, the results of the league's the NBA's annual survey of incoming incoming rookies was released. Some surprising results here. Not surprising. The rookies thought Zion Williamson would win Rookie of the Year. He got garnered thirty five percent of that vote. 
it was surprising to me that his fellow rookies in this anonymous survey thought that five other guys would have better careers than him in the NBA, including, Scott, this, this blew my mind, including Jackson Hayes. I'm not taking any shots at Jackson Hayes. He's great in the summer league, but I don't think you'd find a scout or a player, uh, anybody, to go on record and say Jackson Hayes is going to have an equitable career to Zion Williamson. There was some other stuff in this, too. He won the award for most athletic. Did you take anything away from that, sir? you think it was as ridiculous as I did? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's hate. I mean, it is what it is. He's getting a lot of publicity. I think people are a little a little over it. He's got, you know, they got the thirty games, which I think um, is kind of un, un, unheard of, really, for a rookie like this from a team that wasn't that wasn't much expected. Certainly didn't much, do much last year, and they lost one of the best players in in the NBA. And now a rookie comes in, and that that hype is 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 a lot. There's going to be a lot to live up with with with. Uh, Zion Williamson, and I hope I hope he can handle that pressure because what I like about it, there's no pressure necessarily to win. I just think that there's going to be pressure on him to maybe be rookie of the year, so I hope he doesn't play into that. Um, but, yeah, all that other crap, Seth, I, I don't care. I don't buy into it. I know we have a special player, okay, and I want to see him grow with this team. And I love the fact that Drew Holiday and J.J. Redick are fired up to be able to play with this young man, and they, they can't wait. And these are proven veterans in our league that have done a lot of good things in the league, and they're excited to be a part of it, and that fires me up. He's Scott Alexander, always fired up. I am when he's on the show, host of Primetime Sports on WLAE and CST. That returns this fall. And, look, if you're not following on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing, at Alexander. Scott, always appreciate the time, man. It was fun. I love you, bro. Take care, man. Y'all be good. All right, dude. There you go. Scott Alexander. Always love chatting with him. We'll be doing a lot more once NBA season tips off, and that is only two months away in the regular season, less than that if you're talking preseason and training camp. We'll take a break. Phone lines are now open for you the rest of the hour. It's 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Helmet gate will not go away. We heard from Antonio Brown yesterday and his agents. Today, John Gruden has his say. We'll hear from Chucky when we come back on The Last Lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.